0: Well, this is uh, one of my favorite Sundays to preach. Uh, It seems that over the last few years, ever since we started decorating for Vacation Bible School on the Saturday before it kicks off on Monday, I've ended up scheduled to preach on that Sunday, and and I I have really loved it and looked forward to it. Uh, A couple of things, a couple of reasons that I really enjoy it is one. I appreciate that you come in on this Sunday and we are reminded about what is about to happen and about what God is about to do because children matter. Children matter to our God. Jesus loves the little children and it is not just a song, it is a truth. And So we affirm that God loves children and we affirm the work of our children's ministry. And not only the ministry to children within this congregation but the mission to children and families throughout this local community. Well, another thing that I love about it is I get to preach with a different backdrop every year. I never know quite what it is going to look like. I do come and take a peek on, uh, on Saturday afternoon uh, just to see what I'm getting myself into. So every year a change of venue Uh, I enjoy that, it's been a a different scene and every year they are just as amazing. Uh, I have preached on a country western stage, uh, in a forested uh, national park, uh, last year in a pretty amazing and bizarre chemistry lab. And this year, this is new for me, I have never preached underwater before. (laughs) And if you look out the windows, you can see it is blue. You are actually underwater. You have probably never listened to a sermon underwater. And so I encourage you, hold your breath. <laughs> no, there, there is a first time for everything. And, uh, and, and speaking of firsts, we did uh, kick off our new summer sermon series uh, last Sunday. Uh, last week, beginning to look at the I Am Statements of Jesus, uh, which are found in the Gospel of John, uh, where Jesus says "I am" and then fills in the blank uh, with a metaphor to help us better understand who He is and what He is all about. And so, though we began with the first of, uh, though we began with the "I am" statements last week, uh, this week we actually come to the first of those uh, as recorded by John. Uh, where Jesus speaks of himself as the bread of life. And so we're going to be in John chapter 6, and if you're using the Bible under the chair in front of you, uh, we will be primarily on page uh, 892, uh, looking specifically where Jesus makes this statement in verses 35 and 47 and 48 in John chapter 6. Well, let's take a moment to pray, and then we will hear God's word. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the bread of life. Come down from heaven to feed us, to impart life to us, to sustain that life. And we pray that this morning, you, bread of heaven, would feed us, feed us through your word, that you would enable us to feed on you. And so open your word to us, and open us to your word, and it's in your name we pray, amen. So John chapter 6, verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Verse 47, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life, I am the bread of life. And this is the life-giving word. Of God. Well, the I am statements, you know, in, in a sense, they are answering the overarching question, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? And so we're going to consider that, that question this morning uh, with two of our own. Uh, two questions of our own with regard to Jesus' statement that he is the bread of life. What does Jesus mean, and what are we to do? What does Jesus mean, and what are we to do? And so first, what does Jesus mean? Now, to begin answering that question, uh, it's helpful to understand a bit of the bigger picture of John's gospel. What he is doing as he writes uh, this account of Jesus' life in ministry. And so we're in the first half of the book, and and the first half of John's gospel is built around seven signs, or miracles. John calls them signs, but seven signs, and they're all pointing to Jesus as the Son of God, as Savior of the world. And likewise, there are seven I Am statements, some of which correspond to one of the signs. For example, and in our case, uh, Jesus' sign of the feeding of the 5,000 is then followed by Jesus' statement about being the bread of life. Something else that John does, he, he also uses physical realities to teach spiritual truths. And so, for example, bread, bread of life. So so helping us to see this is about daily sustenance. The very thing that we prayed earlier in the service, in the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. And So John basically pointing to our continual need and God's continual provision. And our most fundamental need. And God's most fundamental provision, the bread of life. Which imparts and sustains life, life eternal. Well, also helpful in understanding uh, what Jesus means is understanding part of the context of, of chapter six, uh, where we are. So, if, if you're if you want to turn back a page, page 891, or just the beginning of chapter six, whatever Bible you're using. <clears throat> Uh, the, the headings are, are helpful here. So you see the first heading, uh, Jesus feeds the 5,000. If you're familiar with the Bible, at uh, all in particular, if you're familiar with the, the four Gospels about Jesus' life in ministry, then you are probably familiar with this miracle because it is the only one that shows up in all four of the Gospel accounts. And so Jesus here is, it feeds upwards of, of 20,000 people. Uh, A whole group of people gathered together, five loaves, two fish. Jesus takes what little they have, and he multiplies it and provides abundantly for all the people. And they all ate, and they all were satisfied. And the people say, this is our guy. We like this miracle maker, this prophet. And in John's account, he talks about how they want to make him king. Well, that's not on Jesus' agenda, at least not king is is their thinking, and so uh, he goes to a a quiet place by himself, and the people notice that John's disciples uh, get into their boat. Uh, They're on the Sea of Galilee, they're down on the southwest side, and they get in their boat, and the people notice that uh, Jesus' disciples head due north. Well, they get up the next morning, my guess is they're ready for breakfast, and they can't find Jesus. And they don't remember him getting in the boat with his disciples. Hence the next heading, Jesus walks on water. That's because Jesus didn't get in the boat with the disciples. He walked on the water to catch up with them. And then as John tells the story, he steps in the boat and immediately uh, they arrive to the shore. Uh, They're in uh, Capernaum, uh, which as I said is is due north of where they had been. So the people say, hey, we're going to get in our boats and we're going to travel and see if we can find him." Well, the people do find Jesus. He's teaching in a synagogue, and it's during Passover. And so I want to read a larger part of our passage now. Not the whole thing, but a larger part uh, to help us then hone in a little bit better on this I Am statement. So uh, this leads us up to John chapter 6 to verse 25. So if you want to follow along with me there. And so when they found him on the other side of the sea, They said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not labor for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him... God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, Ah, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, "Well, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? And gives life to the world. They said to him. Sir. Give us this bread. Always. Jesus said to them. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me. Shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me. Shall never thirst. Verse 47. Truly. Truly. I say to you. Is my flesh. And do you see see what's going on here in the bigger picture? Uh, The feeding of the 5,000 echoes God's great provision of manna that we read about uh, back in Exodus. And so now, explicitly, Jesus is, is teaching the people by reminding them of how God fed his people. For 40 years while they are wandering in a desert, bread had literally come down to them from heaven. And yet, that generation perished. Now, though there is similarity between uh, the manna and Jesus, uh, the point here, it's actually one of contrast. Jesus is saying, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness, And Moses in his day spoke about that provision. But there is now something that has come that's even more glorious and lasting. And it is me. I have come down from heaven. I am the bread of life. Scottish uh, pastor uh, Ian Campbell puts it this way. Jesus says that he is the bread of life, and that eating this bread means that you don't go hungry. If you don't eat this bread, you will go hungry. This is the bread that sinners need. And if we don't eat, we die in our sins. Without this bread, our souls starve, because there is nothing to give life and nothing to nourish and fill us. We all eat. We all eat physically and spiritually. And at our very core, we are all creatures who crave. All human beings have longings. Everyone has cravings that need to be satisfied. And that's how we were created. Created by God. And so here, Jesus focuses on the deepest need and the greatest longing that any human being can have and that all of us share. The core desire for spiritual fulfillment and peace with God. Because ultimately, every one of us is hardwired for eternity. For joy-filled, everlasting life. Every one of us. Again, we all eat. Physically. And spiritually. But are you settling for junk food? Are you filling yourself with unfulfilling things? Are you trying to, to satisfy yourself with things that ultimately will not, cannot satisfy. And Jesus says, don't settle. I am the bread of life. Come and feed on me. You see, Jesus is the answer to the deepest needs of the human heart. He is the full and satisfying sustenance for which your soul most deeply hungers every moment of every day. And he is your bread of life. Okay, so that, that's, that's a bit about who Jesus is. About what Jesus means when saying that he's the bread of life. But, but how do we respond? And so that, that leads to our next point. <clears throat> Second, What are we to do? What are we to do? And and isn't that the question that we all ask all the time? Explicitly, implicitly, any and every situation, what do I need to do? I try to figure out what I need to do, I ask what I need to do. Just let me know, what do I need to do? It may be a problem you're facing, may be a challenge. A simple task, a big project, a relational opportunity, a relational conflict. What do I need to do? And that's the same question that the people ask, isn't it? In verse 27, Jesus exhorts the crowd, Do not work for the food which perishes, but work for the food which endures to eternal life, Which the Son of Man will give to you. When Jesus mentions work, it triggers in the religious mind good works. uh, Works done to earn and to maintain God's favor, uh, His blessing, and His care. And so the people ask Jesus, what must we do to be doing the works of God? And Jesus answered, This, this is it. This is the work of God. That you believe in Him whom God has sent. Say what? Are you serious, Jesus? No, no. Did you not hear the question, what are we supposed to do? Only one work? To believe. To believe in you. That's it. Okay, let me shift gears for for just a moment because it would be helpful. Let me point out another one of John's literary devices uh, that he uses. John often uses tangible images of believing, of physical images of what it is to believe in Jesus. Believing in Jesus. I mean, isn't that the whole point of John's gospel to begin with? If you're familiar with it, John chapter 20, you know that that he states very clearly his purpose in writing. These things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. And here, John gives us a physical, tangible image of what it is to believe in Jesus. Eating, something that you do every day, something that I do every day. Eating is believing. Physically, you have to eat to live. Spiritually, you have to eat to live. But we've got to eat the right stuff. Verse 35, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall never hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Whoever feeds on me, whoever eats of the bread of life, you'll never hunger. You'll never thirst. And if I'm going to be honest with you, when I read those words, immediately my heart cries out, Never? Really, never hunger, because you know there are times when I am struggling. There, there are times that I am spiritually dry. Uh, When, when it is just when when it is just empty, A, a place even at times of feeling desperate, restless. I'm terribly hungry. I'm terribly thirsty. God, are you really there? And and if you are, do you really care? Don't you see what is happening in my life or in the lives of those around me? And I'm talking about those, those times when I'm hungering from a place of emptiness. And yet Jesus says, come to me and never hunger. Believe in me and never thirst. Never? Really? I mean, Jesus, I, I have come to you. And yet I get hungry and I get thirsty. So, what's the deal? Well, the deal is this, and I'm very grateful for my friend Daryl, who helped me to see it. The deal is this it's in the tense of the verbs. The tense of the verbs come and believe. In Greek, they're in the present tense, which connotes a continuous action. Not a one-time action, not a one-time event. Come once, believe once. But points to a continual action. Something that continues to take place over and over. In other words, Keep on keeping on. Jesus is saying, keep on coming and keep on believing. That's what it literally says in the text. Whoever keeps coming to me shall never hunger. Whoever keeps believing in me shall never thirst. I mean, again, think back to the people, God's people, wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. They had to keep picking up the manna. They had to keep gathering each and every day. Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life. You need to keep coming to me each and every day. You need to believe in me each and every day. Keep coming. Keep believing. You see, when when we find ourselves empty and, and hungering too much for the bread of this world that perishes, no matter how attractive and appealing it may be, when we are hungering too much for that empty bread, it often means that we have stopped daily feeding on our daily bread that we've stopped feeding on Jesus through faith. And he says, keep coming. Keep believing every day. Now I'm sure many of you know the name uh, James Boyce, uh, past great pastor, preacher, uh, end of the 20th century up in, uh, in Philly. Dr. Boyce tells this story about a British man who in the early 20th century was coming to America. The man had purchased passage on one of the great ocean liners. He didn't have much money, so he decided to save on food by stocking up on crackers, cheese, and fruit before his departure. The ship sailed, and he began to eat his meager meals, and this went fairly well for the first four or five days. But as the ship drew closer to New York, the crackers became increasingly stale, the cheese became moldy, and the fruit spoiled. Finally, there was nothing left that was fit to eat. So the man decided that he would go to the dining room and have one last meal, and a good meal, one last good meal, before the liner docked in Manhattan and he would go ashore. Imagine his surprise to discover that nothing in the dining room cost anything and that all that he ever could have eaten had already been included in the price of his ticket before he left the British Isles. Friends, aren't we the very same way? We so often don't realize that saving faith includes sustaining faith. And so we stop feeding on Jesus, who is our daily bread. Jesus calls you to come and believe the very first time. And He calls you to keep coming and to keep believing All the time. And he promises. I am the bread of life. I am your bread of life. I am that without which. You cannot truly live. I am the full and final satisfaction for every human soul. Including yours. So come to me. Every day. Believe in me every day. I give you myself as living bread. Come, take, eat. As we prepare to come to this table, to partake of the Lord's Supper, to feed on Jesus by faith. As we prepare to come, we're reminded of another taking and eating, through which all humanity fell into sin. Back in Genesis 3, it says that she took and ate, and then he took and ate. Those two verbs, took and and ate. Those two verbs don't come together again in the whole biblical story. We don't find take and eat together anywhere else until the bread of life himself says take eat this is my body given for you. And so brothers and sisters Come and believe. Take and eat, for Jesus is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Amen.